particular virus that seems to be plaguing a lot of people right now, there's a component called microvascular coagulopathy, which is just basically the, the, the fancy way of saying all the small vascular channels, you know, the arterial pathways and the venous pathways, they start to close down and it inhibits blood flow. And the lack of blood flow is horrific. And what's amazing about the blocks is not only do they negate negate that, but they actually roll it back to a point that's better than, than it would be at the starting point, which is honestly just amazing. And when, yeah, I mean, we have the studies, so you can see the studies now. It's certainly great if you see these physical results and, and these changes and, and what good it can do, if you will. But what it does at the same time, it, it opens up people's minds, if you will, and, and to allow even that, wow, something like this works, and now they're experimenting with it. That's what you said, because that is the leap. That is where, that's where we need to go. I've always said, you know, it's about time for people to wake up and to realize the true inner power that we have. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have a very important show today. I really hope you listen to this whole show and you share it with others. I, I just want to express how important it is that you keep your mind open to the fact that we are frequency and the power that we have. People who've been watching my show for a long time know that I've done a lot of shows on frequency and we, you know, the big universities, MIT and Mayo Clinic and all these people are looking into frequency. They know the U.S. government, they know they've been doing research on this as well. <laughs> That's how they're manipulating a lot of things, whether it's new weapon systems, whether it's biological weapons, it, there's so much to do with frequency. But when you put our, your minds together and you do something good for humanity, you can solve a lot of the issues that we have. And this is one of those times I feel privileged to be able to introduce this technology to the world. I want you to look at what this quantum tech can do. Look at the picture of normal blood. And then look at the picture of blood after you expose it to Wi-Fi or this is the same thing that's happening with the vaccine, you know, the mRNA vaccine or COVID or whatever's going on. The blood looks very similar. Now, when you put it with the quantum block technology, look at what it does to the blood. It reverses the damage. And there has been many studies now done on this technology, and it's coming out so promising. As Philip says, he wants to be cautiously optimistic, but every study is just proving out to be better than they uh, thought. And I, I want to tell you, for all scientists, researchers, anybody, it, everybody can be a researcher, anybody interested in this technology, there's a Telegram group now that has formed. They have over 2,600 members, and it's growing quickly. People just working together, learning about the technology, maybe doing their own mini studies and you know on their own stuff. Uh, scientists are joining this, uh, people at universities. It's such a great opportunity to get involved at the grassroots of this bleeding edge technology that can really help humanity and help move it forward and to engage. So look for that telegram link below. And before we get into this interview, I want to tell you that this technology, there's a link below. If you're interested in getting any of these products or even getting the programmable unit so that you can do some research and things yourself, it's just fantastic for those who are interested in this. And if you're a member of Ebonier, I do have a 10% discount for you on any of their products. So look for that as well. And for Ebonier members, the book Power Versus Force, the one that they recommended is now up on Ebonier as well. So look for that. And remember to go to my website and sign up for my newsletter. Everybody will get updates and information and articles. I just put in an article that shows the damage from the mRNA and the cover-up that's going around all over the world. The expose out of Europe did an amazing job in research, and I republished that. You really should look at that. And if you really like their work, you should go to that and go to their site 
and perhaps support their cause because they're all working diligently and they need our support if we want to get this kind of information out there. But And the last thing is that I really, really hope that you share this video because this might be the most promising thing that I have seen yet. And I have been hardcore trying to find solutions. This is also on Dr. Joe Newsman and I's solution document. It's been there. It's under rejuvenating cells. But I want to remind you to also go to that document because it's there on there on that document as well. So anyways, let's get into this great conversation with my two great scientists, Ion Mitchell and Philip Seymour. Hi, Ion and Philip. How are you doing? I'm so glad you're back. Hey, Sarah. Doing well. Very good. Thanks for having us on. You, I wanted you back once you had some of those uh, studies done and you got them done and they are, I'm, I was really excited and I got ahead of myself and I said, let's have a, like, I want to have you guys on right away. And then I'm like, oh, I can't have them on right away. I'm like over my head. And so I had you wait a week, which still is pretty quick. And it's still um, pretty fast. Yeah, it's still pretty fast. And, uh, but you guys have amazing information. I'm so excited for you to share it with our audience because I, I think this could potentially save a lot of lives. So can you, um, at a high level, let's talk about what you have and what some of these new studies that you did, but let's talk about what you have and what you're potentially solving here. Okay, and that's maybe just for the listeners, especially that haven't seen any of the previous shows. So uh, we have developed a technology that can imprint pure quantum energy into any object uh, and any matter. Uh, it can copy frequencies and it can be leveraged for physiological organisms also. Um, and it has been proven to have very beneficial effects. Um, and that is true for animals, for plants, as well as for humans. And then we work a lot with developing specific frequencies that help with various use cases. And then we combine that technology with those frequencies. And that's in a nutshell what we do. And um, sounds a little bit woo-woo or crazy or very quantum physics-like, you know, depending on where you are in your life. Um, but very early on, we, we try to really focus on getting experiments and testing done, and then from there move on to uh, real scientific studies. Um, so obviously we know that the products work and we know what, what they do, but we wanted to have these validations. And last time we spoke already about various of those studies and the great results. And we've always been careful and mindful that we say, you know, those are preliminary results uh, and all of that. And, and even today, we, we still want to be mindful because there's still so much so much research that needs to be done. But we're, um, yeah, a heck of a lot further now because uh, the Dr. Rubik study, um, which I want to repeat, it's a dark field microscopy study and you call it lifeblood analysis as well. Um, she did it if, several months ago. That was in the end of last year, I think. And she analyzed um, the blood of um, various test persons, but it was a relatively small group. For my taste, actually, it was too small. But the reason it was, she kept it so small was because she said, well, she still operates under the assumption that it doesn't work because she was a skeptic, right? Because she thought an energy device can't do this. And then she was proven wrong <laughs> in her own study. And actually, in 100% of the cases, you know, um, stage one and stage two of blood clotting uh, was able to be reversed in only 10 minutes. Um, the white blood cell. And these are the people, these are the people who've gotten the vaccine and have blood clotting. So that is unrelated to a vaccine or not vaccine because okay. at that time didn't look specifically now at vaccinated people. You know, that's, there are some tests underway in that regard uh, also, but no, it, it, this at first focused really on that and then focused on uh, not only before and after, but also a, a third step. So there was the before um, picture taken where you would look at the blood uh, of someone and then she introduced Wi-Fi to actually show what is the impact of Wi-Fi on the blood and really under the uh, live microscope viewing, you could you could see what happens. It's actually quite detrimental. It's it's 
you know, if you have those pictures and you could show them here, maybe for the listeners. Yes, we'll show them right opening. here. Yeah. And what are we looking at? We're looking at pictures that of blood that has been exposed to Wi-Fi. Correct. Yeah. So there's a first. It's it's you look at blood that's just you come into the office, your blood is taken, and um, then they show it. It's relatively normal blood, so they shows relatively normal people, if you will, whatever that means. Um, and then they uh, exposed them to Wi-Fi, and then they uh, took another blood sample and looked at it, and then they and, and that was detrimental right a lot of blood clotting happened you can see the money rolls where the blood is really sticky you can see that the white blood cells tend to get paralyzed by the emf which is uh for the people that don't know white blood cell activity and motility is directly related to the immune system so it's it has a very critical role in that and then again um they tested the quantum block and within only 10 minutes all of those, 100% of those negative effects, including stage one and stage two blood clotting, was able to be reversed and even more. So that was 100% was the complete reversal, but in many cases, it was way better than it even was before the first test. Now, she went in and then had a larger study as a follow-up, um, and that is now with real statistical significance. And, and that is the big deal, actually, because we knew it worked all along, right? And then she knew it worked all along. And then she told me even in a phone call, wow, you have the solution for this. This is just absolutely amazing. Um, and then I put my foot on the brakes, right? Because you want to be mindful, but this one now really shows with statistical significance that it happened. And by the way, for people that may wonder, this was a randomized sham controlled study. Uh, which is important because you want to rule out placebo effects and stuff like that. And yeah, I want to tell you listeners a story because before we get more into the details of this, I think there's something that you will appreciate and your listeners too. Dark field microscopy or lifeblood analysis is a pretty amazing tool. And why is that the case? Because you literally look at the blood and you can see in real time what is going on with your blood. And you can, you can see the clotting. You can see what happens if you introduce things like 4G or 5G or, or our technology, et cetera. Now, you, most of your listeners are in the U.S. So why is it the case that there are not so many practitioners in the U.S. Uh, that use dark field microscopy? Isn't that crazy? That's I, a great I, question. Yeah. yeah. So what did, you, yeah. what did you come to the conclusion of? We know the answer because I was told by Dr. Rubik three weeks ago um, that 20 years ago, uh, dark field microscopy and lifeblood analysis um, you could only use as a practitioner if you paid $100,000 as a license annually. Oh my God. Why does that, was that just to keep people out of the field? So I'm not going to answer the why. I'm not going to speculate because I don't think we actually have to do that. I'll just open that question up to everyone. Why would that be the case? And then you can make up your own mind. While in Europe, and especially in Germany, it's even today, it's a widely used method to uh, especially look at the overall health uh, of a human being. Um, but you can even find uh, specific diseases if you look at that. Um, you know what? I, I don't want to cut you off. I got to say one thing about the, the $100,000 a year. Who the hell are they? And who are the hell are they to collect that money? Why is it there? You know, Sarah, it's kind of an interesting aside. Well, the, when, when you file an IND1, right, investigational new drug filing uh, to develop a pharmaceutical, depending on the classification you're going after, but the, the normal standard IND, you have to pay a fee in excess of $400,000 currently. So, you know, guys, guys like us who are developing new, new technology, uh, anytime I develop an, a new drug or something like that, or something that could potentially become a drug, a lot of times I steer things more towards the supplement path. And I know Philip takes the same approach um, because it's far easier for us to be able to help people and get it out as opposed to going with the average, which is, you know, the cost is 1.125 billion with a B dollars to get a new drug to market because of the legislative requirements well so, it, yeah it's they're it's, it's forcing you i'm going to answer the question that i asked 
they're forcing you to pay through the nose. So only them and their friends and their cronies can control this industry. And they made you pay through the nose to do uh, the blood uh, imaging because they don't want people to look at it. So that's the answer, but I know you don't want to answer. You're just bringing information forward. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and I always like the self-responsibility um, in that because so, so, you know, I'm not coming on the program to judge anyone also not in regards to that, because these things happen. They're always two sides playing a role. The one side is doing things and the other side is either being ignorant and not doing anything about it, or just not even being aware. So we try to help with awareness. And I know you do that with your program in general. And, and I think that's, that's something, it's a good question to ask maybe for other practitioners also, wouldn't this be great if more people had this available? I must say though, at least, you know, for people that just do research, um, you can still use the, the dark field microscopy without having to pay the license, but a pr practitioner again, wouldn't be able to. And, and that's kind of like a sad thing. Um, obviously. So I, I would just say, hey, this would be great if this can be rediscussed uh, at some point. And that's not up for me to do, but maybe some other people pick it up. What a beautiful yeah, person say. you are. Okay, okay. what were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Ayan? Oh, just that this, the same thing applies in an academic setting. Uh, a lot of times I'll read some, some research paper that's brilliant. And I'll wonder or I used to wonder, you know, why, why didn't they see this through, you know? And typically it's because of the way grant funding works. A lot of times people just don't, you know, get the NIH grant that they want or the NSF grant that they want. And because of that, their research just comes to a screeching halt because the guys in academics, they generally don't have any secondary stream of revenue that they can throw at, you know, what, whatever they want to. Like, to be honest, in, in the case of, you know, the students I teach, literally everything that I would earn from the university, I actually spend on the students. And unfortunately, I don't know that everybody's in a position to be able to do that, but it makes for a heck of a heck of a much cooler class, I think, when you when you can actually really do demonstrable things and, and show them. But the budget is obviously larger. And so I've seen a lot of people's research that I really did think was brilliant, just die, die on the vine. Yeah. And I got to say, you're teaching, what university are you teaching at right now? Uh, university of Tulsa. So you are a professor. You are a professor Ion Mitchell. And you're probably oh, I, don't, I don't know that I can say I'm, I don't, technically I'm not a professor. So you're you're so, a senior all, lecturer? Yeah. Although that's I'm, a technical although term. Am, yeah. Everybody it's, calls uh, you professor those, though. And well, you're the you coolest know, one kind of on campus, probably. Go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I, I, you know, I try quite a lot because I really do. I, I'm lucky that the the students I have, they, there are a lot of them. Over half of them, they're all senior biochemistry students. So, uh, a lot of them are graduating, and over half of the the graduates are going off to med school. You know, that's that's their intended hope, right? Is they they want to become doctors, and so I kind of use it as an opportunity to elucidate them on different things like quantum biology and cryobiology and things, things that, that are really pressing that if, if they latched onto any one of those things in the future, they're going to become really hot topics and also more importantly, really beneficial for a lot of people. So do their eyes glaze over? Do their eyes glaze over sometimes when you get into your uh, dorky science I, excitement? I think, I think it's well, cool, yeah, but you know, I like it. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm a little frenetic and probably very animated. So hopefully their eyes don't glaze over, but I do notice um, when I start talking about things that are conceptual, people kind of go, ah, you know, because I, most times people don't want to actually have to think per se. And generally speaking, it's, it's because, and I actually teach this in my class, I have told people, and I personally did this, I went into a very large public forum. It was a Starbucks in Austin and made loud animal noises because if, if you really want to be able to embrace a degree of genius that isn't normal, you have to let go of your ego's fragility, you know, wrapped around the idea that people are going to think you're a complete moron. That's okay. They can think you're a complete moron. Totally fine. You're, you're just going to become a more creative moron. So <laughs> you have to embrace what people think of you and not care. So I remember you telling me this, that your dad told you he was, yeah, had you taught was, you. I remember the story. Yeah. 
And so yep. he had you go in there and make animal noises so you look like a complete moron <laughs> to get past and the I fear. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that story because that's true. You gotta be, it's like me doing what I did when I first started doing these shows. I felt like I was doing a middle school presentation. I was so bad. <laughs> like, this is so bad. Well, <laughs> you know, you have to be open though. Like when Philip, when Philip first showed me the technology, the technology is brilliant. I mean, it really is, but it's hard to get people open enough to understand it. And in this case, with the, the studies we have now, what, what the real impact, at least from my perspective, and Philip, I mean, I think, you know, the, the applicability of this is very, very broad and wide reaching. But the thing that gets me is for the particular virus that seems to be plaguing a lot of people right now, there's a component called microvascular coagulopathy, which is just basically the, the, the fancy way of saying all the small vascular channels, you know, the arterial pathways and the venous pathways, they start to close down and it inhibits blood flow and the lack of blood flow is horrific and what's amazing about the blocks is not only do they negate to negate that but they actually roll it back to a point that's better than than it would be at the starting point which is honestly just amazing and when yeah i mean we have the studies so you can see the studies now well and the 5g or the wi-fi behavior and you were talking about this philip the the reaction your blood reaction is pretty extreme and it's the same excuse me it's the same as what we're seeing with the effects of the vaccine so you're not really going to know what the difference is between the uh, wi-fi or vaccine it doesn't really matter because it could be coming from all different sources it's just it deals with that blood coagulation yeah well mechanistically just to to drill down on the on the the actual components that are kind of in play here mechanistically what's happening is both the wi-fi and sometimes varying viral loads and it doesn't just have to be the current prevalent virus lots of viruses do this um, they change states of uh, ph right so the the proton balance is different and so when your ph shifts different things happen so in the case of wi-fi and some viruses they alter um, the ionic balance, right? And so you, you get uh, voltage-gated calcium ion channel dysregulation. So basically your cells are super balanced systems and ions have to move in and out at the proper rate. And so if the influx and the efflux are different to any great degree, then the cell becomes unbalanced and things propagate and dysregulate. And that's when you end up with vascular flow issues, um, and pH shifting, higher acidity, and a higher acidity environment, um, you know, tends, tends towards uh, more viruses replicating and things like that. So it's kind of this downward cascading spiral where one thing leads to another leads to another. And in this case, the, the data is in, um, the, the blocks massively affect that. That's, that, see, that's what's just absolutely incredible. And you were talking, Philip, and I rudely interrupted you because I had to crack a joke. No, actually, it was because I had to talk about the, the amount of money, and then we started cracking jokes. But what were you talking about that you, I want you to continue your thought, if you can remember. Yeah, so I honestly don't know where, where I left off, but I could just pick up the ball uh, from where Ian uh, just played it to me because, so we've done lots of different testing and experiments and multiple studies, right? And by now on three different continents by various different institutes and doctor's offices with various different methods, which is, I think, important because you want to look at different things, you know, whether it's the heart rate variability, for example, we had the Emoto Institute in Japan looking at um, uh, really impact that it has on, on the water and then several other things, including the so-called BESA Institute in, in, in Austria, which is the largest uh, biofeedback analysis and biosystem analysis research and testing institute in Europe, independent, I must say, they are completely independent. And they've, they've shown these things that I just mentioned and that are now proven in these dark field microscopy um, uh, studies already a year ago, frankly, with their data. However, we noticed that here in the US, that was a far-fetched concept for, for a lot of them because they use the so-called advanced decavol method, which is 
a lot of people haven't heard about it, right? So we knew that already dark field microscopy and live blood analysis is something way more tangible now. The Bayes Institute looks at cellular voltage, for example, and they see uh, what can actually happen on that level. It's quite fascinating. And now with this, it's, it's quite another level because it's really visual and, and, and everybody can follow the work. However, also the BASA Institute now has found out that um, over the last two years, frankly, what you find in the blood has changed quite a bit, which is an interesting uh, topic in general. So what do you mean has changed? Changed the finding yeah, of blood so in they, general and people's blood? All, Go ahead. Yeah, so pe people's blood gets unhealthier over time uh, currently at a relatively rapid rate and I, we, we don't want to attribute more so it. more so than before is what you're yes, saying more so than before and that was the one point um, i was trying to make that you know it's emf and there are multiple reasons but even often when when people just come into an office and they're not exposed to emf you already find blood that's not so healthy to begin with because of the various environmental stressors that we're exposed to all yep. the time. And, and EMF is just one of those, right? But there's lots of other things you can, you know, they actually, the Bayes Institute analyzed snow. Uh, that was about a year and a half ago, I think, or a year ago, they analyzed snow and, and you'd be surprised what they found in it. <laughs> well, what did they stuff. find? Because I, I know people are doing studies because they say that you know, because there are a lot of spraying of the atmosphere and programs and doing different things. And I know you don't like to get into that stuff, but there's a lot of people doing studies to figure out what the heck is in our atmosphere. And it could just become pollution from industrial, um, you know, manufacturing and stuff too. I mean, there's multiple places it could be coming from, but we do know through, you know, that a lot of universities like Harvard and, 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 and MIT and things, I don't know about MIT, I know Harvard does, has a weather modification program and they've been spraying the atmosphere. And so people have been doing tests to see what's in there. So yep. what are you finding? Yeah, so, and, and certainly, you know, you know, there's a various different reasons why that stuff is in the rain or in the snow. And uh, I would have to look into the specific study. I could maybe even look it up and, and send you something, but they found all kinds of different metals and things in there that, you shouldn't be finding and something that's actually yep. not not helpful like if you if you expose um, a human then with that snow for example there's an immediate um, negative reaction because the the the, the physiological system um, views it as something that is not helpful but rather um, detrimental to the physiological system and so it's it's all over. That was the point, right? That it's it's EMF, but it's also this. It's it's the food. It's it's just a lot of different angles, and 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 that's one of the beauties about the the time right now. That I think we figure out that we need to be more healthy, and we need to take that into our own hands. And um, then the other beauty is obviously that there's methodologies and and technologies now that can help us bridge the gap and, and help our systems to become more stable and more balanced despite all those stressors. And if I can add one little thing there that I, I think probably affects all of us just in terms of, you know, from the time we were, you know, prokaryotic, eukaryotic, all the way to now, you know, just the basic single-celled organisms moving all the way to now, we've evolved on the planet with very specific levels of things in our environment. And those levels are markedly different now. You know, as a as a species, we function with you know twenty one percent oxygen. Right now, if you're breathing on the planet, you're getting about nineteen and change. So that very drastically affects the electron transport chain, which is what provides us with intracellular energy, which is you know how you how your body moves. It's everything that keeps us rolling. Um, and the the other component, and I think this one's actually. I've been doing a ton of research on it as of late, and it's a little bit more insidious, but Philip, it made me think of this when you said the snow component from the Emoto Institute um, is the, the deuterium levels, right? So, you know, people aren't really focusing on deuterium depletion in water, but it's something that if anybody, you know, there, there are quite literally hundreds of studies that show about 700 at last time I checked that, um, 
a little over that actually that that show correlations between the deuterium levels in physiology and rates of cancer and declines and inclines in, in cancer and its propagation or regression. Um, so, and what deuterium is basically is, you know, when you think of water, right, it's H2O and the H's are a proton with an orbiting electron. Deuterium is a proton and neutron with an orbiting electron. So effectively it's twice the mass. And when your body takes water in, right, and we know that we have to have it, your body takes water in, well, it has to process all these components, and it does that inside the mitochondria, which is kind of the, the basic energy, unit of energy production inside your cells. And so you've got, you know, literally about four trillion of these guys bopping around that produce all the energy. And when deuterium goes in, it slows down the nanoscopic rotors that actually separate it and parse it out. So the the water that your body's utilizing is, is coming from the inside of your cells. Even though we take it from the outside, we then process it in order to utilize it. And if the deuterium level is high, and it is unfortunately going much and much higher now than it had been, it, you know, we evolved around maybe 120 parts per million. And I think now it's over 142 parts per million. And that's a, that's a very big difference. And the analogy is kind of like if somebody was shooting a tennis ball cannon at you and you were returning serves and then they shot one filled with lead when it hit your arm you know it, it, it wouldn't feel so hot uh, because it would you know it would throw you back because your body is designed to handle protium just the one proton and electron that we all think of as the h2 part of you know of water but in this case it's either hdo or d2o which is just kind of the shorthand no notation for a hydrogen then a deuterium and then an oxygen or a deuterium deuterium oxygen which is the most detrimental so just not not to be a long aside but i really do think that's that's critical because our environment is changing and, and the, the technologies like you know the, the quantum block and the infinity block and the cards i mean i i always have them on me and i literally sleep next to one and the reason is you can modulate that effect and it's i think the more we do this and the more people see the actual blood work and the hard data, the less it's going to yeah. seem like some abstract sort of concept. For me, it's not at all abstract because that's the turf that I function in all the time is looking at the actual data of this stuff. And it's pretty damn near incontrovertible. You have to keep an open mind when you look at it because it's not what we're used to, but it is definitively an effect. I mean, if somebody pointed out a microwave cannon at you, I promise you'd feel it, even though you can't see the microwaves. Exactly. <laughs> you, you would, you would notice it. That's exactly right. It's like a chemotherapy or, or not chemotherapy, x-rays. You, you right. don't feel it, but you, there's a result for it. And we all know that it's the same concept. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is just phenomenal. And so I wanted, that's why I wanted to bring you back. The first show, if people haven't seen this, they really should see the first show. Cause we go through a lot, like six different studies and that, that you put this stuff through, but now you had this blood work study. I'm very excited about it because it's broad. It's the follow-up between however your blood is being affected, whether it's the Wi-Fi, the 5G, the vaccine, whatever's in the air, the, me the metals. I wanted to tell you that Dr. McGraw, somebody else I have on who talks about detoxing metals and things, he just sent me an email last week saying, Sarah, I'm finding all these strange metals now in the water and things. So he said the same thing that you just said, Philip. Yep. That's exactly, yeah, exactly yes. what we've heard. Yes. Now, how does this help with the metals? So on a frequency level, basically what this technology does, it's able to neutralize and harmonize um, potentially harmful frequencies, you know, that, that um, is a hard concept for many to understand. But I think at some point we've talked about that we're all frequency, right? Yeah. And then EMF is frequency, but those are just some of the frequencies we really talk about a lot. There's a lot of other frequencies. Metals have their frequencies too, and it's basically all information. So if you think about it, if you take a vitamin C pill, what ends up in the cell is the information of the vitamin C, if you think about it. So it's all about information and frequency. And on a frequency level, this technology can harmonize and neutralize um, those frequencies that can be destructive or harmful uh, to the physiological organism. And again, that is actually true for plants, animals, and humans, because they're all physiological yep. um, you know, mech, um, organisms and, um, and, and alive. So 
yeah, it, it works on all of those levels. This concept is hard to understand, but that's in essence how it works. And that is also why it works with the EMF, if that makes sense. No, it's very exciting technology because as you know, we've been talking for years now, I have been very excited about frequency and you, you guys are starting to really get a handle of it, get your arms around it. And then this block also allows people to infuse frequency into objects so they can have it for their whole family, right? You know, what's hilarious about that is I, and I, I, you probably know exactly what I'm thinking about, but one, one of the fellows that handles a lot of the social media stuff, who's a good friend of both of ours, uh, Todd Shipman, uh, Todd has a block and I, I was actually just staying at his house and he inadvertently left sage in his block for a prolonged period of time. Then he took it out and put a glass of milk in it. And when he drank the milk, he went, what is wrong? This is awful. It was because it tasted like sage. Oh, that's <laughs> cool though. It's, well, it's, it's interesting because when you think about the solid materials, you don't generally think of frequencies being able to impact stuff. So you kind of have to do an abstraction and say, okay, how, how could that possibly work? And the, the one thing that I know, because I've, I've done it a lot in the lab is uh, when you make a hologram, you're taking a glass plate and you're firing one laser and you split it into two separate beams and the interference pattern locks into the actual media. And so everybody's seen a holographic plate. Well, this is very, very similar to that, right? The frequencies are locked in. In fact, you don't even have to have a laser. If you have a piece of glass and you set any object in front of it and you leave it there for hundreds of years, the image of that object will actually get burned in just from the normal light over a day into the, the, the pane of glass. It's not as intense, obviously, and the clarity is not as good, but it happens because, as Philip just said, we're all frequencies, right? You think of yourself as solid, but there's no true degree of solidity. You're 99.9999% you're space. And then at the other end of that, when you say the well, there's the solid bit. Yeah, the solid bits, are these vibrating little electrical strings. So, you know, or something they're akin to. Um, so yeah, we're not solid, but it, it's just funny to me because I, I always think of the horrible sage milk every time I think of <laughs> frequency That's capture. That's so funny. That, yeah. that is, you're a true scientist because scientists, you know, cause I'm, I have a computer science degree in engineering school and stuff. And so when you're surrounded by a bunch of scientists, they think that they think that something sciencey is really funny and, and everybody does. And so people will laugh about something that other people would think you're just a bunch of nerds. It gets back into that <laughs> McDonald's thing that you did, but uh, well, that was a great story. Anyways, I think it's cool. So yeah. fill up. You're like, come on guys, you guys get on. I want to talk about how serious this is and you guys are being nerds. No, okay. I think so this is awesome. And actually, you know, I, this was a good um, reminder to, to tell people about the, the private telegram uh, user group that we have uh, now it's it's grown to over 2600 people and for the ones that don't know yet you know this is really a group of people that tink with this technology yes, and that, yeah you know use the technology to do different uh testing and to copy frequencies let's say you have i don't know you have frankincense and you you know about the power of frankincense now what you can do you can actually you know copy the frequency of frankincense into a glass of water and drink it you could put it on a metal card and just leverage the frequencies there's so many options you can you know increase your nutritional intake leverage basically by leveraging certain frequencies that you usually like to take as nutrients um this yes can do and and people people love to do that and then they share and they learn and that's where we're part of that community and, and that's the way to go because, you know, we don't, we can't do all the work and it, it will also be kind of boring. It's like, there's so many people that are interested and the technology is, that's the beautiful thing about it. It's so easy to use. It's so easy to use that literally everybody can do it. Yes, there are tons of questions because of the green field and what all you can do with it, but it's very simple to use. So that's, that's one of the things. So it's nothing that where you have to be a complete expert and learn programming in order to use it. No, it's super, super simple. It's a foundation tool. You're giving people like a, a pen and a paper. I mean, it's just so cool. Yeah. 
I mean, you really are. I'm excited because I'm getting mine pretty soon. And um, I just have to get my, my, I owe you something. So I got to get my uh, little <laughs> thing to you, but I am so excited. I have to, it, when you buy one of these, I had to, cause you can buy them for commercial use or you can um, get them for, to, to not commercial re reuse. Right. And I don't want to sell stuff. I just want it for health and I want to tinker with it. And I want my kids to have it. And so that's what I got to get to you because I'm not planning on distributing it. But how does that work? If people want to get it and they want to sell T-shirts that haven't infused, even Calvin Klein had something. And I don't think, it, I mean, it's not your technology, but it was some other one where you could sleep better. They infused it with some frequencies. I'm starting to see it in mainstream where they're infusing some clothes so that people can sleep better at night. And it's yep. that same concept. And so I'm seeing the mass market starting to tinker with this, and, which is really cool. But people might be interested in doing that. You know, sports teams might want to have water bottles that they infuse with things or whatever. And so you, because that's that would be a really good, useful deal. Is let's say you have water, you want to infuse it with some um, energy type stuff. Um, now, so you you have a way so people can do that. How, how does that work? Yeah. So there are various ways. So for example, we work currently with a with a mattress firm, it's a smaller firm, but they focus on completely healthy mattresses, right? They try to find really the best possible way to have organic natural materials and all of that that's really good for the body. And they actually heard about us at the biohacking conference uh, in Orlando last year. And then he reached out and he wanted uh, to ask me, well, is there any possibility that we can charge the mattresses? And I said, yeah, absolutely there is. So we can definitely do it's that. So, so cool. we can not only do that and, and infuse it with um, pure quantum energy, but we can add specific frequencies. So let's say the inner peace frequency that we have that promotes, yeah, inner peace. Uh, but it, hey, it's pretty noticeable, actually. <laughs> I think 98% of the people um, that have that card in their hands, they immediately feel uh, the difference. And that frequency we can also infuse into any object so we could put it in the mattress as well. So we're doing some testing right now with them and probably come out with a, they will come out with a product that, uh, that, that carries some of that. So that's the one way of doing it. And another way is really that, for example, if you have a jewelry shop and you want to uh, imprint pure quantum energy into the jewelry, you can absolutely do that because this is done in a decentralized way. We, we do offer that with a commercial uh, license agreement. And the reason we can do it is because the technology cannot be manipulated and used for negative purposes. So something that is uh, harmful or destructive for a physiological organism or for consciousness, frankly, uh, falls through. And, and that's um, important because now we can offer it to people. And yes, there are these uh, commercial ways to work together and, and we love that, right? So, and we're actually not after any of the, the, the big companies uh, really, we, we are more for like-minded people and rather the ones that already have an open mind and get it. And uh, there are a few uh, companies, smaller companies out there uh, starting this. And this is, quite beautiful. It's a great way to get even more data and research. And it's, it's fun. I think you'll get, yeah, you'll get a lot more data when you get people who are really excited about it. I've heard of the name mattress firm. So and maybe it's the same company that I'm thinking of. It's a different one. Okay. No. Yeah, it's definitely not mattress firm that we're working with. No, I don't think. That we have. Okay. It's a different one. Okay. It's so cool that you can do all these things. And like, for me, I just want to get it be healthy. I do a lot of things for health reasons, but I'm worried about the Wi-Fi because I'm inundated, inundated with it. My kids are, we are inundated with it. And then I also- Everyone is, Sarah. Literally everyone is. We all are. And then I also want, I want my kids to see it and we can all tinker with it and screw around, but- That's that's why you need to consistently keep, like literally, this is my, my key yes. ring, heel capsule keep it on your body at all times. It's just, that's the, the best way to do it. And it's, you know, so to, to recap the last bit, if I came in and said, hey, I'm going to make something for my keychain that's positive and beneficial, Philip would give me a commercial license agreement. If I said, I'm going to make cyanide tablet cards, he would deny that request. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he's like, no so, way, well, actually, buddy. In, in truly, well, truly, the, the most interesting thing is he wouldn't even have to do that. It's it, the, 
one of the more amazing things about dealing with quantum levels of things and the consciousness of things is that you can't actually put blocks on things so that no detriment can arise out of a certain thing, which really great. sounds a little peculiar, but if you think of it almost like a coding language, you have an if not then, you know, or an if then statement, and you get a circuitous function to happen. So it just literally blocks it every time. And that's special. This is what's interesting. I got to get my kids involved so that they see it and get really, they'll get really excited about it too. So it'll be pretty fun. It'll be a fun little family thing just to understand it. I got two really smart kids, which I'm so proud of, but they'll love this. You guys well, this are awesome. Democratization. I, yes, I mean, it is. With the Telegram group, there's so many people that are experimenting and coming up with new ideas for cards and for approaches. It's amazing. It, you guys are, uh, this is cutting edge, bleeding edge technology, but the studies are, are proving out. I've been doing frequency um, interviews, I, hundreds of hours of frequency interviews. So I know this stuff works. And the fact that you're getting your arms around this, this stuff in a big way is so exciting. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what, you know, the renaissance of, of the, the next age of humanity. And this is what we're starting to see. It's really exciting, very exciting. It'll allow humanity to thrive past this stage because we need some solutions. <laughs> really, really need some solutions. Yes, I mean, that's, it's a powerful statement and, uh, and you're correct. There's just so many things that are now happening. And, and I would agree, it's, it's an amazing time ahead of us, all of us, uh, even though it may look difficult. But one thing I wanna mention is this, and, and that actually what is what makes my day, you know, it's certainly great if you see these physical results and, and these changes and, and what good it can do, if you will. But what it does at the same time, it, it opens up people's minds, if you will, and, and to allow even that, wow, something like this works. And now they're experimenting with it. And that's what you said, because that is the leap. That is where, that's where we need to go. I've always said, you know, it's about time for people to wake up and to realize the true inner power that we have and with something like that where you don't understand that it how it works it it can't work but it breaks your mind because it does work suddenly you're allowing more of the reality to come in and the so-called woo-woo which is basically reality but it's something that that sounds so unreal but it becomes the reality and you more tangible more. and that is the, yeah and that is the waking up process if you will you try you're starting to wake up to more of the reality that that there is and that's actually for me um even more exciting than the physical um changes <laughs> well that's what i was saying you guys are like giving people a piece of paper and a pencil and say you can write too and that's how powerful this is. You know, it's uh, so simple yet powerful. Correct. And then there's, there's a book, by the way, for the people that are interested in this type of topic and also in consciousness. And it's, it's called Power Versus Force by David Hawkins. And uh, he actually, uh, at the time, developed uh, the so-called Hawkins scale. And uh, yeah, you'd be surprised on what level our blocks measure on that scale. It's, it's quite impressive. And I can talk way more about his work actually than I can. I just found it great that so many people have heard about that book and maybe you know some of your listeners will get into it as well. I gotta yeah, find that book and post it for people. It, it really is. It's probably the most impactful book I've ever read. And Hawkins was an MD, PhD really brilliant guy but more more importantly than his mental acuity was the fact that he was a very evolved person and on his scale the the hawkins scale that philip alluded to it's basically it goes from you know it, it measures levels of consciousness and it goes from zero to a thousand and the the blocks are, are really interesting in that they so i think i've i've looked at the, the first generation the third generation and the fourth generation and respectively they were you know in the 500s in the mid 700s and the mid 900s and those are 
amazingly profound numbers um, for anybody who reads that or looks at that scale to think that you can have something that's impacting you to the tune of over 930 on that scale is bogglingly amazing so it's it's so cool it's so cool that's what i'm saying you guys are giving people a piece of paper and a pencil and saying for the first time in humanity's ever been able to write you know i mean it's that kind of concept so okay um well thank you so much and people will have the link for people below so they can uh, get to this and learn more about it and uh, thank you so much is there anything else that you want to share before we um end this well, everyone, be positive, be positive, because, you know, we'll get through all of this right now. And yeah, you know, connect with your inner self and uh, we'll all make it through. And I would just add that from the from the standpoint of the veracity of all the claims, I mean, you, you can look at the tangible data. But the thing that's really compelling to me, kind of like Philip said, that, that it starts to open people up and we don't actually have a levometer that measures how much you love someone, but I can assure you that everyone who's listening to this has actually felt love for something or someone. And just because we don't necessarily have the technology to um, very obviously quantify things at the moment, it doesn't negate their veracity or their efficacy or, or the reality of them. In fact, just like Bill said, it just opens you up to really more the reality of things and i would just hope that people uh people embrace this because it will change their lives help them make them feel better love more and just all around enjoy enjoy the you know the the beauty of the entirety of creation that we get to play with here thank you so much you you guys are amazing and i know we're going to talk soon thank you all right thanks for having us sarah <laughs>